It's the Thinking Prices Wrestling Podcast. This week featuring Bill Apter. It's the Outdated Wrestling Hour. podcasting stuff is really whack you know it's like you you step away for 18 days or whatever and you come back and you feel like you haven't done it for a year my knees are knocking i can't even figure out how to work my equipment microphone sounds funny nothing's working right welcome to podcasting (laughs) y'all hi my name is bob smith i used to work for pro wrestling illustrated with a whole mess of talented people and these days i am the host of the outdated wrestling hour which i consider to be the thinking person's old-timer wrestling podcast. We hope you are having a good time listening to our show, and I've had a wonderful hiatus. I actually took about 18 days off from doing all this stuff. I really did. I just decided to step away from it. Um, I had some time off from my shoot job, as they say. Okay? I, Dave Dynasty put that term in my head. I can't, I can't shake it now, my shoot job. I do work full-time in sports media. And for, or I should say for a sports media company. And um, anyway, I, I just needed my vacation, you know, it was vacation time. So I took a week off, which was nine days. But before that, I had had a bunch of shows in the can. So I just stepped away from the podcast world for the better part of three weeks. And uh, now I sit down again. And it's like, where's the button? <laughs> what do I do? How do I handle this? But in any event, it was nice to get a little time off. Um, I, I think it, when you reach my age, when you do take a vacation, you're supposed to come back all refreshed and ready to go. Uh-uh. I, didn't, I don't feel any more relaxed now than I did before I started the vacation, but what can I tell you? I will say that I uh, had w- one fun day, despite driving from Philadelphia to New York to come home, which took five hours. But anyway, uh, January 1st brought the Icons Wrestling Convention 2300 Arena, formerly ECW Arena in Philadelphia. And uh, man, what memories that brought back. And a surprise. Um, went in there and saw all the greats that were there, like uh, Demolition and Jim, Jim Brazil and Greg Gagne, Lelaine Kai and Judy Martin, Chief Jewel Strobel right in the front as you walked in. All the ECW stars that were there from the old days. A lot of modern stars were there, like Matt Cardona was there. Um, some young wrestlers that I'd never heard of. The Bunny from AEW. I think Sammy Guevara was there. I mean, the list just went on and on of, of the people. Rikishi Lita, the artist formerly known as Nia Jax, was there. Just on and on it went. And uh, I got to see my friend Todd Gordon, who was on the show recently, who you know his book is coming out uh, on July 25th. Todd is God. Don't miss it. It's going to be wild. And um, so I'm milling about talking to people like the Blue Meanie and uh, some other folks that were there. And um, I turned around and this Bill Apter, I did not know he was going to attend this thing. I hadn't contacted him. So he just stood there like a rock and he looked at me and went, 
what are you doing here? And I said, what are you doing here? He says, I cover everything. <laughs> Bill hasn't changed the bet. He's still working as hard as he ever did. And uh, it was such a blast to bump into him. It was like old home week. And it was kind of a quandary because I wanted to get a few words with him. I didn't bring any of my podcasting equipment. As as I mentioned on a previous show, I wasn't there to sell anything. You know, I was just there to uh, shake some hands, make people aware of the show. Conjure up a couple guests, which I did, and other things. And it all worked out great, but I wasn't prepared to just do any work when I was there. I wasn't prepared to do any interview. And what do we do? Now, I'm a dolt because if I just brought along one of my condenser mics that, you know, is a USB uh, port on it, I, you can connect those even to a cell phone and then just transfer the file and edit it that way. And it's it doesn't come out half bad. But no, I didn't bring anything with me. So I actually took my cell phone and I passed it back and forth and I conducted a short interview with Bill Apter. Now I'm hoping upon hope that this sounds okay. I'm going to listen to it after I get done with this introduction, make sure it's 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 playable. You know, probably the worst sounding thing I ever presented here, but you know what? Uh, it was 10 great minutes. Uh, he's as funny and vibrant as he's ever been, Bill Apter. And uh, I just miss those days, and he does too, and we all do. All of us have been in contact lately. Um, as you know, Craig Peters has been on the show a couple times. I've talked to Dave Rosenbaum and Roy London via social media recently. Um, feels like the 69 match, you know, that we were the champions those days, and uh, those days are gone, but we're still here, and we can look back at fondness with, at the time we had putting those magazines together. But in any event, I'm going to present this interview, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, there's no news here. It's just a couple of old friends kibitzing about the old days, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have as much fun listening as we did getting together totally impromptu in Philadelphia. And a couple of things I want to bring up. While I was there, sitting right next to me was this artist, a wrestling artist. His name is Nick Clark, and um, his email – is Nick C721 at Gmail. That's Nick C721 at Gmail. He's also can be found at Instagram at WrestlePop721. Instagram at WrestlePop721. And I'll tell you what, everybody was floored by this gentleman's work. He was there with a young lady and they were both great. And the art they came up with was absolutely spectacular. It's all wrestling related portraits and this avant-garde look. You know, it's funny. It was arty and plain. It was modern and old-fashioned. It was colorful while at the same time being plain. Of, you know, it, it's just totally original style. I had never seen anything like it. Neither had a lot of other people. Um, check this guy's work out. It is some of the nicest, most original wrestling art I've ever seen. And, you know, I don't I don't recommend this kind of stuff easily because, you know, my heart sell. He didn't have to sell me. His stuff was beautiful. So Nick Clark, everybody, Instagram at WrestlePop721 or NickC721 at Gmail. Fantastic wrestling art. And I hope he continues to go ahead with his career in this regard because there's nobody else like him out there. It's really great stuff. Um, what a convention it was. Chief Drill Strongbow, Todd Gordon, the Rock and Roll Express, Ganya and Brunzel, the World Tag Team Champions, Matt Cardona from here in Long Island, Lita... Boy, she hasn't aged a day, I'm telling you. She looks fantastic. And it, it's 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 really great. It was really great to run into all these folks. 
And, you know, I didn't speak to all of them, but I, I did. I was able to uh, at least check them out. And it was it was wonderful. Good afternoon, for sure. 10 to 3 at 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Going to answer a question in a mailbag. Why do you not play your music on the show? And why don't you use wrestlers' pictures when you're promoting the show? It's a simple answer on both of those. I, you know, I have, I've had these questions posted to me a couple of times. I'm just going to put it this way. I am not stealing somebody else's work, period, end of story. I respect wrestling photographers too much. And you notice you never hear music on most podcasts. And the reason for that is there are rights. There's copyrights. There's artist rights. There's producers' royalties. Royalties that are due to anybody who has their music played on the air or elsewhere. And I will not infringe upon my record label's rights to um, you know, my music. It's a funny thing when you're a musician, when you get signed to a label, they kind of own it, you know? So you don't really own it after you record it if the record stays in print. And my records have always stayed in print. So in this regard, I am not going to tempt fate and get sued, okay? So that's why I keep telling people, if you want to hear Robert Charles music, and Charles is spelled C-H-A-R-E-L-S, just go to Amazon or Spotify, type in the name, bang. It's all free. It's all there for you to listen to. I'm really proud of it. Some great classic blues musicians on those on those grooves, and uh, it's good music. It ain't no demo, Jack. All right, it, I'm very proud of the 15 years I spent seriously traveling, recording, doing it right. Played the Chicago Blues Festivals. I was in the House of Blues Radio Hour. On and on it went. Um, I love being a blues musician. It's hard work. Podcasting is hard work too, you know, but it all is what it is. It's worth the effort if you love it. And I love both of these things and I'm going to not stop doing the podcast for a long time, hopefully. So in any event, I'm going to play this interview with Bill Apter. I hope you do enjoy this. Um, it's different. It's going to sound a little different. And uh, what the heck, enough of my yakking. Let's get on to our silly little interview with the one and only legendary Wrestling journalist, photographer, man about town, the one and only Bill Apter. Folks, I am at the Icons of Wrestling. Can I get a date with anybody? Well, only maybe raisins. Um, <laughs> we are at the Icons of Wrestling. I didn't know this gentleman was going to be here. It's Bill After. You folks have been clamoring for him to be on this show. I'm talking into my phone now, hoping this works out. Bill, how are you? I am great. It's so good. I haven't seen you in person in probably 15 or 20 years. Well, I wait a minute. I did a story for you, uh, for, on you for Good Times when your book came out. Oh, that was seven years ago. Seven years ago. Right. Oh, let me, is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Oh, okay. But in any event, a great book. I was proud to have my name in it. Just sure. one of my favorite books of all time and everybody else's too. You were a you, large part of uh, my career in the pro wrestling business and you still are. Well, you know what? I'm doing this for the love of it. The podcast is strictly because, and here's why. I was on John and Rizzi's podcast for a year. I remember. He decides he wants to go in a different direction, and 
the first show he did that didn't have me on it, I, I got a bunch of emails and Facebook messages go, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I said, why don't you just keep doing this? That's yeah. all there is to it. I just, I just started my own thing, kind of tweak what he was doing a little bit. It's How still did nostalgic. you come up with the title? Though? Hit me. Yeah, it's just wonderful. I think it's got a musical tone to it. Outdated wrestling. I out. love it. Everything new is old. Now, I always do this for all my guests, and I hope this comes out. Tell people what you're up to if you have enough time, because you're, you are as active now as you have ever been. Oh, my goodness. Well, I work full-time for SportsKeda.com. I'm on their uh, video channel practically every two days, um, which is called Wrestle Binge. So please go there and subscribe to it. I also keep up uh, the uh, One Wrestling Video Channel, which is now under the name of BillApter.com. I'm doing conventions. I'm on Dark Side of the Ring. I'm on WWE Biographies. And during the day, I work for a nonprofit company uh, in the burbs of Philadelphia called Access Services, where I help people with uh, various degrees of disabilities to find real and real jobs, not, well, you've got a disability, go wipe tables at a uh, fast food place. You want to be a, a doctor's assistant? Maybe we can help you find your dream. You want to work in an office? Maybe we could find your dream there. So, yeah. That's really That's great. That sounds very fulfilling, too. Yeah, oh, it is, except for the paperwork. <laughs> That's Nobody likes paperwork. don't like, no. Um, how are you feeling? Is everything good? Everything's great. I'm, I'm going to be 78 years old. I've had one surgery in my life, one cataract. Other than that, I feel great. You look um, the same. I they, Except for the uh, the hairline. Uh, I've look, still got my comb over. You see all the gray hair? I mean, of course. But that that's a lot. No, I feel great. You know, a lot of wrestlers, when they see me, they're going, when Muda saw me a couple of years ago, he said, Bill Apta, you still alive? <laughs> and I still talk to... Uh, uh, all the people in the business, pretty much so. WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, NXT. And uh, what shocks me, and I get a big rise out of this, is when I go to a show, I used to pursue people for interviews. Now they come over to me and say, oh, I remember you from the magazines. But I always point out, like Sandman today, said, you wrote all the stories, right? And I said, no. I was the guy that went on the road. I wrote my columns. Um, and I used to bring back pictures for the editors to write stories on. People used to say, well, you did all the PWI 500? Hell no, son. A guy named Bob Smith did those. Don't, don't remind me. Bob Smith was the greatest personality in the office. Nothing could get him mad. Three days into the... 500, I go, good morning, Bob. Leave me alone. <laughs> we had a great, yeah, that's true. great times in the office, but I wrote very little. I was responsible for my few columns. You know, I, I don't agree with that, and I'll, I'll tell you why, okay? If it wasn't for you and your relationship with both the wrestlers and the organizations, we would not have the information to put any articles Thank together. Thank you. Well, you know what? People ask me, what is the best thing you ever did in the business? And it's not one photo that I shot or one column or story that I wrote. It's my Rolodex. The people in the business opened their arms and made me one of them. And Mr. Weston, our publisher, when he sold the business to Nick Karabats in Pennsylvania, when he introduced me, he says, Bill is different from everybody else here. He's one of them. 
All the wrestling people know him. We can't do this without him. Well, Craig was telling me a story. Which one? Uh, that when you know the new company took over, they weren't sure if they needed a quote photo editor. Oh which yeah, you Ken were. Gaditis, one of our uh, distributors would go, uh, Bill. I don't think he wants a photo editor. We can hire another photo editor. And I said, Ken, do you know what I do? He said, Yeah, you, you're the you get pictures and you take pictures. Then I took him to an AWA wrestling show at the Felt Forum at Madison Square Garden. And the, the wrestlers were all over me. He never knew it until that time. Sometimes you got to show them. Yeah, yeah, I had to. But you really are, and I'm not blowing smoke at you. I, I, I recently said on the air on my meager little podcast, it's Tom Burke and Bill Apter, and then there's everybody else. Thank you. Thank you. But I put Bob Smith and Craig Peters and Stu Sachs up there, too. Well, you know what? The, you know what? Joe Boa. <laughs> well, you know, one of the saddest days of my adult life, and I mean this, is when Stanley walked in and said, I'm selling. Yeah. Because you remember, I had bought property nearby. I know that. And I couldn't leave that property. Yeah. And it was pre-internet, pre-cell phones, pre-everything. So I had to go. I didn't want to. And I, if you remember, I practically ran out of there because I was... You know, I wasn't bitter, but I was like, I got to swallow hard and get out of here before I lose my brain. Yeah, because things were changing, and only a few of us agreed to move to um, uh, to Pennsylvania. At that same time, I got a call from Vince McMahon's office asking if I moved yet. And I said, why? He says, well, he's got an idea about the Hall of Fame that he wanted to talk to me about. So they flew me. They sent a limo to get me. Luckily, I got out of the way in time. See, I'm still doing Catskill comedy there. Um, and they talked to me about being the curator of what was going to become a physical Hall of Fame. And I said, well, once I get all the stuff from the wrestlers, what are you going to have me do? I don't know. We'll come up with something. And that's when I said I'm going to stay and move to Pennsylvania and stay with the magazines. They had no plan for me after that. You know, the, pro the problem with wrestling is everything changes so fast. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you get an offer for something, and it's like you never know. You have to stay with something that's uh, almost guaranteed. Right now, I'm with Sports Kita, guaranteed for another year and a half on the contract. That's yeah. great. And you know, I I got to meet Mike Morsh recently, who was on the show. I saw him last week, and he tells a hilarious story about getting a resume from you. Yes, that was when I was uh, not sure I wanted to move to Pennsylvania, and we had a local. No, actually, I was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't sure I wanted to stay at the company, and he was the uh, managing editor of the Ambler Gazette, a local newspaper, the Montgomery Papers, and I thought maybe I just want to do some local stuff, and I sent him a resume, and I got there, and he saw me. I sat down in the chair next uh, across from him, and he said, it is you, and I said, excuse me? He said, I grew up in Iowa reading your magazines. They always call them the aftermags. And he couldn't believe I was there. So Mike's a very dear friend still. Yeah, for Craig too, yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I find it very heartening that you and Craig are still in contact so all. Oh, we live about two miles from each other, but we rarely, rarely see each other. But God bless Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Well, in any event, I, I'm glad that I ran into you. I did not know you were going to be here. So why why I thought you wouldn't be is beyond me because you live near here, right? Well, I live here, and also I need to be home at three o'clock to cover uh, Money in the Bank 
for Sports Kido. Oh, yeah. So we're going to let Bill go. But I wanted to get him on here, even in this little clandestine way. I promise somehow we're going to do the whole thing with my sonically superior studio. We'll get you on somehow. Did anyone talk about playing wiffle ball with Stan Stasiak in the office? No. We'll have to bring that up when I see you next time. Uh, folks, Stan Stasiak playing wiffle ball alone should get 5,000 downloads, I'm telling you. Uh, unbelievable. It was un- I wasn't for it, but I don't want to give the whole thing away right now. This is Bill Apter, and I'll see you at the matches. Folks, he's a legend. He's the greatest. Wait he's Bill Apter. Albano would say, I'm a legend in my own mind. Yeah, you're the, you're the real deal, man. And see you soon, Bill. Love you, Bob. You know, Bill mentioned uh, Money in the Bank, and uh, I think that WWE has been pretty good lately. Shocked to hear me say that, right? No, I really do. I think they've been moderately good. Uh, I've even abided the never-ending Roman Reigns saga and the bloodline and all that, even though I think it's played. The problem with this kind of thing is, if you know me, is I like matches, sanctioned wrestling matches with referees and rules and regulations. Standing in a ring talking for 17 minutes is my cup of tea. I don't care who it is. Speaking of the bloodline, the rock could mesmerize a crowd in no time at all. Didn't take 22 minutes to get himself over, I'll tell you that much right now. So in any event, that plods on and on and on. By the time this comes out, they'll they'll be planning the uh, Jay Uso title match at SummerSlam. And uh, we'll see how that all shakes down. But no, I think the Last couple of Raws, a couple of the SmackDowns, and the Money in the Bank pay-per-view were really good. Just some really good matches on those shows. Um, I wish every match wasn't so dramatic, though. Whatever happened, just put a good match in there. Again, one of the things I think that bothers me about today's wrestling is everything needs a build before you can present it. Why can't we have one good wrestler against another good wrestler? Just let them go at it. You can build the drama during the match and start a feud during a match, too, without any lead-up to it. I mean, even, oh, God, Karrion Cross challenged uh, AJ Styles in a recent SmackDown, and you knew he was going to lose, and it's all this mystical mumbo-jumbo. The worst act in wrestling, I am sorry, Karrion Cross and Scarlett, it's bad community college acting. He's mad for no reason. None of it makes the slightest bit of sense. And... It's meaningless. It doesn't work, period. The Viking Rangers don't work. Uh, you know what? If they shaved, took off all the silly stuff, and wrestled, I bet they wouldn't be half bad. I, I don't understand how some people are promoted sometimes. But it beats AEW, which takes people out of the lowest indies and puts them on the national airwaves doing the same shtick they did in the low indies, and sometimes they just don't work very well. But it's just my two cents. I'm rooting for AEW, too, you know. I really am. I love professional wrestling. I always have. It bothers me that I skip it in my old age. I don't always watch it. I used to watch every show. When I was with PWI, I would watch every wrestling show I could get my hands on. And then I'd watch Japan, and I'd watch 
World Wrestling Council and I'd watch anything from Canada or anywhere. I'd watch any of it. Continental, Smoky Mountain, Little Federations in Georgia and Pennsylvania, various of old, the everything, anything. And I enjoyed all of it. Boy, do I miss that feeling. Somebody just played a short clip on YouTube of two guys kneeling in the ring, slamming light tubes over each other's heads repeatedly. This guy hit that guy. That guy hit the other guy over and over and over and over. And the glass is flying all over. And the seven fans in the crowd went, yay. They're going to kill this thing, man. They're going to kill it. They're going to kill it. It, It's been done, guys. You know? FMW ain't coming back. And it shouldn't. Again, I'm not not lambasting FMW, but, you know, it had its day. We've all seen it. You, You can't go too far. You shouldn't go too far. I don't know. I'm off my soapbox with that stuff. I, you know, I, I, I don't understand it. I never will. That's why this is the outdated wrestling. I guess my views. I'd rather watch Pete Sanchez versus Baron Mikel Cluned and all that crap. All right. I'd rather watch Tony Altamore versus Lee Wong than some of these indie federations with names like Bloodletting Gore Wrestling and stuff like that. Please leave me alone. Don't invite me to your shows again. Somebody invited me to one of these things. I said, no, not in a million years will I go to a hardcore wrestling show. It's not happening. Ugh. take kind of a right turn now and talk about someone who's been on my show and I've been on his show as well. His name is Brian R. Solomon. And uh, his book that came out on May 1st is really something. And it has nothing to do with wrestling. But I want to really recommend this. It's called Superheroes! Exclamation point. The history of a pop culture phenomenon from Ant-Man to Zorro. It's all about comic book characters. Now, you notice this is Ant-Man to Zorro. That means, yeah, the old school stuff, too. I don't know about you guys, but before I was a wrestling fan, I was a huge comic books guy. Both DC and Marvel, and they even had Charlton back then, if you remember that. And I I really enjoyed comic books. Um, I I was one of those guys whose parents hounded me to stop reading them, thought they were a waste of money. I think back to the collection I had when I was a kid, and if I had saved it, I probably could have put two kids through college. I'm not even kidding based on what those comic books would be worth today. But anyway, if anybody knows the comic scene, it's Brian Solomon, and this is as good as his Sheik book, and that's saying a lot. It's a whole different tone, and what I like about it is, although it's A to Z, Ant-Man to Zorro, it's not the usual A, Ant-Man, B, Ball Boy, C, The Canary, or whatever. This is is presented in a most unique fashion. On um, Applause Books is the... Uh, publisher who's made a, a lot of great informational books like this that there's three stooges faq is one of my favorite books in the world because it has a lot of esoteric about mo larry curly curly joe shemp and joe besser but in any event this book is colorful it's engaging 
lots of stuff you probably didn't know about. And I give it my wholeheartedly best recommendation. You know what I miss? Does anybody else besides me remember the Marvel superheroes from 1966? It was produced by a company called Grand Trey Lawrence Animation. And it was the most limited animation you'd ever see in a cartoon action show. But they would take panels from the actual comic books and place them on the air, kind of move them around to kind of simulate movement. But the voice acting was superb. The theme songs, everybody remembers Iron Man and Hulk and Captain America and Submariner and Thor's themes. These wonderful or- orchestral pieces with amazing lyrics. And the opening theme, the mighty Marvel superheroes have arrived, you know. That show is lost to the ages. Um, there's some bootlegs DVDs floating around from it. But I still love that show. It was my my introduction to the Hulk and Captain America and Thor and all the others. Yeah, the animation, but it was like Jack Kirby art and stuff like that. And Gil Kane, not Gil Kane, excuse me, he was he was the other company. But it was like the artists of that day. And most of it was Jack Kirby. And it's the Stanley comics. And it was the same stories. And it was great. I didn't think it was anything bad when I was a kid. And I still pop one of my DVDs in every so often to check it out. So anyway, uh, that's not mentioned in the book. But I just thought I'd bring it up because that era is well represented in Superheroes! Exclamation point by Brian R. Solomon. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give too much of it away. I do say you will enjoy it. I just got done reading it. I bought it a long time ago. I bought it, I bought it like two days after it was released. But it is a fabulous book. Brian is an incredible writer. A real credit to the wrestling business. And check out his podcast, which is called Shut Up and Wrestle, part of the Arcadian Vanguard Network. And it's available wherever you get your podcasts. And it comes out every week. And he has the most esoteric but wonderful array of guests in the wrestling podcast world. He's a one of a kind. And uh, I hope to talk to him again soon. Wonderful guy, too. Again, it's Superheroes, the history of a pop culture phenomenon from Ant-Man to Zorro. You'll have it by your bed table, just like I have my Chic book. Oh, I should talk about that. His multi-award winning Chic book, Blood and Fire, the unbelievable real-life story of wrestling's original Chic. The finest wrestling book for me that I have ever read. You know, I I don't like to say the best of this or the worst of that or anything. For my money, it's my favorite book. I waited my whole life for that book to come out. Um, There was nobody like the Sheik, the incredible human being, just just personified the the villainous wrestler of the 1960s and 70s. Nobody like him. Nobody's as extreme as him. Even as all these years pass, he was just – the most believable scary guy who ever got into a ring next to Fred Blassie. I put him a and a one or something like that. But in any event, Brian knows all about that stuff and uh, check out the superheroes book. It is well worth your time. I also want to take just a brief moment to thank once again, Mr. Brian Teo, the guitarist for his wonderful song. Hold on a sec. I keep threatening to play the entire two minute version of it to close the show. You know what? If I hear from you and you want to hear it, let me know. I think it's a great song, and I, you know it sticks in my head like glue. Thank you, Brian, for providing us with this really great theme song, Grooving Little Thing. I think it makes the show that much better. Well, since it was the Bill Apter interview, it's kind of a shorty show this time, but I want to do my usual uh, housekeeping here with a, with a change. We have another change here for you. You know where to reach me. Facebook. It's Bob Smith. 
the main picture on is me singing with BB King. So, you know, it's me. Okay. Also to write us outdated wrestling at gmail.com. Just like always. Okay. That's the same. However, I have joined the new social media platform threads and it's the name of, it's the name of my Instagram account, which I've used for a long, long time and never updated it, which was the name of my record label. So if you want to find me on threads, I'm at Bahumba 2013, B-A-H-O-O-M-B-A, Bahumba 2013. I should probably change that now, but I'm going to, I got in there and I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying it because Twitter has gone in the dump bin real fast. I won't get into any of that other stuff, but it stinks. If you really need to find me there, I'm at Bob Smith NYC. I will be there less and less and it threads more and more. You can count on that. So if you need to find me, those are the places. Um, have I left anything out? Oh, the website. The website with information on the fan club. And you can listen to all of our podcasts right there. You don't need an app to listen to them all. Outdatedwrestlinghour.buzzsprout.com. And I hope you've enjoyed this show. Listening to Bill After, listening to my driving to Philadelphia, the icons of wrestling convention. And that was, that was a blast. And now... I'm rested, but back at work and uh, glad to be talking to my microphone again. And I hope you come back soon. We've got a lot of guests coming up, a lot of fun, longer shows, longer interviews. I hope you enjoyed the recent shows with uh, Mayor John McCall and with Joe Puccio. The Joe Puccio show did really well. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm coming to grips with the fact that you guys kind of like the list shows, looking back at certain. We've looked at managers. We've looked at maneuvers. We've looked at... Um, uh, magazines. We've looked at other things in wrestling that were kind of like lists, top 50s or whatever. We're going to come up with more of those concepts for you, and we're going to bring back some of your favorite guests, and we're going to just keep it rocking and rolling because we're having so much fun. I used to always close the show with a quote from a wrestler, but, you know, I'm a bad imitator. I don't, I'm not a good, you know, I can't mimic people's voices very well. But I, there is one thing I'm, I've meant for the last two or three shows. I want you to take care of each other and be good to each other, and come back and listen to us again. Corny, I know, but you know what? Hey, life's short. Let's have some fun. Come back, please, to the Outdated Wrestling Hour. We'll see you next time.